Lord, everybody. Welcome to New Covenant Ministries Church. If you're visiting online, we love you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, first of all, I just want to say um, a very special happy birthday to um, my spiritual mom. Sometimes I call her mama, um, but she is so special to me. Her name is Pastor Shirley Wilson. She... If it wasn't for that woman over the years, just accepting me and loving on me, just being there for me, um, I, I wouldn't be the man I am today. You know, uh, thank you, Pastor Shirley. Happy birthday, and um, I, I just, yeah, I love you. So yeah, so um, thank you for allowing me to uh, to speak, Pastor Gary and Nancy, and Pastor Paul and Shirley, and it's a, it's an always an honor, and uh, I'm thankful for that, and. Um, so before we, uh, before we get into the Word, let's, let's turn to Acts chapter 2 first. Acts chapter 2. Woo! <laughs> let's do it like possible. And again, Acts chapter 2. <laughs> Praise God. Well, before I, before I read Acts chapter 2, I just want to uh, say, you know, thank you. It's, it's a great honor to... Um, not only minister to the saints, but it's, it's, uh, it's truly an honor for me to minister to the faithful. And that's who I consider you guys to be, is, is the faithful. Uh, you guys have poured your life into me over the years. Some of you guys have been serving God longer than me. And, uh, you know, you've seen me come a long way, and I'm, and I'm thankful for that. If it wasn't for your prayers and encouragement, uh, yeah, I don't know where I'd be, um, and I'm thankful for that. And... Um, but uh, let's, um, let's turn to Acts chapter 2, and let's, uh, let's start reading from verse 16. It says, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it came to pass, it shall come to pass, in those last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And they will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth below, and blood and fire and vapor and smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It has never been um, a time like it is right now. And uh, I believe it's, it, it's so easy ministering the gospel to people. It's so easy talking about Jesus to people. And, you know, you are there to encourage each other and exhort one another and be a blessing to one another. But um, especially to the unsaved, they, they need a hope. They need a... a they need us to be kind to them. As, as believers and as Christians, we need to be good to people. And, uh, there's, but there's never been an easier time to minister the gospel to people, and I'm thankful for that. And, um, but, you know, Peter said this 2,000 years ago, almost 2,000 years ago, but how much more are we living in the last days than we are right now? You know, and uh, I believe Jesus is coming soon. You know, I don't know when, I don't know the time, but I believe he's coming soon. But, you know, before that, 
Before that, God's going to do something awesome. And I believe that. And I believe he's going to do something awesome through me. And he's going to be doing something awesome through New Covenant Ministries Church. I believe that with all my heart. And, uh, but pastor told me a long time ago when I got saved, um, he said, live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow. But plan like he's, coming, uh, plan like he's not coming back in your lifetime. And uh, so I, 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 I took that and I, and I thought about that. I was like, God, that's right. I have to live like he's coming back tomorrow, but plan like he's not coming back in my lifetime. You know, and every opportunity that I get to minister to people, I, I just want to love on them and just tell them about Jesus. Tell them how much God has been doing in my life and uh, just, to, just to lift up his name. Because the Bible says when we lift up the name of Jesus, what he, he'll draw all men unto himself. And God's not willing that any man should perish, but all that would come to repentance and come to the knowledge of Jesus. And, um, but I want to read, uh, let's turn to Psalms 143. You know, when we get saved... And uh, we're on fire for God, and then, you know, we get in our routine, and, and we get into, um, uh, you know, just coming to church on Thursdays and Sundays and Bible study and stuff like that, and then we just, we kind of like, what's it called? Um, we're just, what's that? Just, a, yeah, just a routine. We're on a routine. But, but then, you know, like, I, uh, I've been, I've been, um, you know, going to people's houses and stuff like that, like cleaning their furnaces and stuff. And uh, a lot of people are living in fear and a lot of people are, are hurt and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond to what's going on in the world. And uh, all I know how to do, or all I know what to do is just to be kind and to give people hope. And uh, Psalms 143, verse, um, verse five, it says, I remember the days of old. And I meditate on the, all thy works, and I muse on the work of the hands. But that's the King James. But the Passion says, I remember the glorious miracles of days gone by, and I often think of them, of the wonders of old. And that word, uh, remember and meditate and muse, it means to engage in thought, think again, reminisce, look back, ponder, and reflect and consider. What does Pastor Paul always say? I, I, well, he says a lot of things, but, um, but he's, he always says, back in the day, back in the day. And I'm, ex I'm, I'm always excited when he says back in the day because he's, he's trying to teach us um, to, to remind us that, you know, hey, if God did it back then, he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. If God did it back then, he's going to do it again. You know, what does he, uh, Hebrews 13, 8 say? That Jesus Christ is what? The same yesterday, today, and forever? Thank you for participating with me with that. That's awesome. Yeah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, and Pastor, uh, Pastor Gary, bless him, he, he was talking um, Corinthians chapter 13. And uh, he was talking uh, on verse 13 where he says, now abide a faith, hope, and love. And the what? The greatest of these is love. You know, people need faith. They need hope. They need love. You know, in faith, we know that Romans 10, 17, that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, you know, love's, First uh, John 4, 10 says, uh, this is the love that we have, that God loved us, and he gave his son to be a, a savior for us. And uh, 
But Romans 5.5 5 is, is what it's all about. Romans 5.5 5 says this hope that makes us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I believe it's, it's so important to be in tune with the Holy Ghost and what he's saying to us and just to be sensitive to his voice um, because people need hope. People need a hope, uh, you know, and he is our hope. Jesus is our hope. But, but anyways, Romans 5, 5 says, and the hope that makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost who has given it to us. Um, hope comes by remembering what God has done and what he's going to do. Romans chapter 5, it says uh, in verse 1, it says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor touched on that before, justified, justified, never sinned. You know, Roman, or not Romans, but um, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, uh, he was made sin who knew no sin, that we will be, be made the righteousness of God in him. We're right before him. You're right before him. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you're ever going to do. You know, when God looks at you, he looks through the eyes of Jesus. And you are perfect. You are complete in him. And uh, you are righteous before him. And he loves you. And, uh, but that word, um, that, you know, that word that uh, we have peace with God, we, we have peace with him, peace from him, and peace in him. There's three types of peace. Peace with God, in God, and from God. No matter what we go through, you know, it's like Heather was saying tonight in um, Philippians, uh, you know, do everything by prayer and supplication. We request be known to God. And the, he said, what the, he said in verse 6, he said, and the peace of God that passes all knowledge shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Where's the biggest enemy? It's in our mind. And if we can overcome that, we can overcome anything. Right? So let's, let's start reading again. So therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Access. Access is just like a, a key that unlocks doors. You know, when I go pick up pastor when he's, um, when he's in his office, um, I'll, I'll usually, when he comes out his door, I'll, I'll take his Bible and his keys, and I'll take his glasses, and I'll, I'll, I'll come into, him, come into the, um, the sanctuary with him and, and put them on his chair, and he'll sit down. But after the service, I'll do the same thing. I'll take his Bible, I'll take his glasses, and I'll take his keys. And sometimes, sometimes he won't give me his keys, and I'll have to ask for them. And the reason why I do that is because I just want to be a blessing to him and just take his Bible to his office and stuff. But when he gets his keys, he's, he's fumbling around. He's trying to find the key to his, to, his, um, to his door. And I'm just like, oh, no, just give me your keys. I know which one it was. You know, I know which one it is. And he's like, oh, okay, you know. But the key, um, is, is the key is in remembering. I remember what key it was, you know. And the word of God is just like a key. There are different keys to unlock different doors, you know. And most of the time what people deal with that I've seen in my life, uh, number one is uh, sickness in their body or finances. And there, there's many other things, but mainly people deal with that. Is they need healing in their bodies, and they need finances. 
when you go pray for someone, it's, some, it's most of the time one of those two things. But, you know, healing in your body, 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bore our sins in his body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live on the righteousness by his stripes we're healed. We are healed, right? Isaiah 53.5, who his own self bore our sins on the cross that we be, or no, he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with what? His stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Psalms 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. You know, if you need healing, that's, I, I'm, I'm preaching faith to you. I'm preaching faith into you. Faith comes by hearing what? And hearing by the word of God preached. You know, finances, Deuteronomy 18. God has given you the power to get wealth, to establish his covenant, right? Joshua 1.9, it says, if you meditate on the word day and night and observe and do everything that's within it, you know, what, what does it say? You'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success, right? Day and night. So that means, you know, when you're driving in your car, when you're going down the Shelburne or wherever you're going, you're listening to the word. It's going in, it's coming in, it's going out, it's coming in, it's going out. You know, and 3 John 2, beloved, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and that you be in health even as your soul prospers. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be healthy. Why? So you can do what he's called you to do. It's, it's that easy right? So yeah, faith is revealed in confession and hearing, but hope is found when we remember. You know, there's something I was going through just recently, and um, I really needed to hear from God on this. And um, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a, a suffering, but not like Paul's suffering, you know? But I was dealing with something, and I just needed to hear from God because it was, it was big on my mind, and I just I said, God, I need to seek you on this. And um, praise God for Pastor Gary when he was up here preaching from Romans. Uh, he brought me to um, Romans chapter 8, just a few pages over. Romans eight eighteen. What a powerful verse. Open my eyes. It says, Paul was saying, sorry, I reckon... Um, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. The glory that shall be revealed in us. And that word reckon, it means to calculate, to esteem, to consider, to depend, and rely. So yeah, to rely. I remember one time me and Justin were in New Brunswick and we were uh, on a motorcycle trip and um, I was on my sports at the time, and he was on his V-Rod, and he has a bigger gas tank than me. But he, uh, we were, I don't know where we were. You can ask him later if you want. But we were, at one, we were at one certain spot, and he said, James, he says, I did the math. I calculated. I did the numbers. If you fill your tank up here, we can get to here. But he said, it's going to take everything in your tank to get there. So he said, you might as well put it on reserve right now. I said, okay. I said, okay. And I know how Justin drives. He drives, he drives the speed limit, Pastor. So 
So anyways, this time we were driving the speed limit. <laughs> so anyways, anyways, uh, so my Sportster, 200 kilometers, we'll, I'll reach the reserve. And then I get another 20 kilometers out of that. And uh, so anyways, I was coming around the corner and I was looking, I was looking at the, the speedometer. I was like, oh, glory. And I had another kilometer to go. It, I was on the highway too. And I was like, oh man, oh man, oh man. But I said, no, I'm going to trust Justin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just pray and thank God and, and, trust, and trust my buddy, right? Because, I, you know, he's smart. He's good with the numbers. He said, James, he said, if well, we can go from here to there, he said, just put your tank in reserve and we'll get there. When I came in that gas station, I tell you, it was just, I was running on hope. I was, I was, I was running, I was running on fumes. I was coming around and I, and I came right up to the gas station and I, and I, and I believe I stalled right out. I mean, I stalled right out, right at the gas station. But anyways, it was exactly where uh, I needed to be. And uh, I'm so thankful that we got there and, and, I, and I believed them. But, um, but, you know, I, I put my trust in them. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful that my, my, my buddy didn't lie to me. He, he, was, he was truthful. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but you know what I mean? I, I, you know, if we, would just, if we would just rely on God and trust him and just do what he says and yeah. do what he says to do, um, it would be easy. Living, living a Christian life is easy. The only person that makes it hard is us. It's easy. God loves you. He's for you. He's not against you, right? You know, even our, even our loved ones, um, you know, what do we do about that? You know, we, like I look at Sharon and I look at um, Evelyn and I looked at some other people in the church that have come back to the church over the years. And I remember... Um, I remember praying for them every time, even Marie, when, when Galen would go out to the movies sometimes, uh, when we go to the movies and we'd see them, um, I always see Marie and I always gave her a big hug and stuff. And, and I didn't really say nothing about God to her. I didn't say nothing about church. Um, I knew Galen would be doing that and just loving on her. And, and yeah, but, but when I left, after seeing those people, you know, seeing certain people and, uh, I would, I would say Philippians 1.6. I thank you, Lord, that I'm confident in this one thing, that you which begun the good work in them will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Or I like to say, Lord, I thank you that you're faithful to perform the good work which you started in them a long time ago. And you know, you might have loved ones that walked away from God, but you know, the promise is they will come back. Right, just like I read from Acts chapter 2, he says, and they shall call upon the Lord, and they shall be saved. You know, me and, me and Justin were down, in, and Jordan were down in Digby one time, and a guy was going down the racetrack, and he hit a sandbag, and that was the last thing he, he did. He was on the ground, and anyways, the, the, the last words he said were Jesus. And then he was in the hospital on life support, and he passed but you know, I'll see him again, right? But we're always in the right place at the right time. 
You guys, New Covenant Ministries Church, the people here, you're always in the right place at the right time. You're, you're always led by the Spirit of God. Nothing is by accident. Nothing is by coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. Why? Because God, called, God loves people, you know, and you're in people's lives for a reason, right? So yeah, if you have a loved one, that's a promise, Philippians 1.6. And, you know, when you receive a word, like I was going through some stuff and I needed to receive a word, that Romans chapter 8, verse 18, for I reckon, you know, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy you know, they're not worthy to be compared to what, what God's going to do. He's going to pour out his glory upon us, right? And nothing, you know, nothing will c- compare to what God's going to do. Nothing will compare to what God's going to do in your life in these last days, right? The first person, the first person I ever pray for in the morning, I mean, when I open my eyes, the first thing I say, thank you, Lord, for Joey. I thank you, Lord, bless her his eyes for a sea. They see, Lord, I thank you for his rods and his cones and his, and his lenses and his retina and the back of the eye and the, and, the, and the veins. I thank you, Lord, the blood flows with oxygen and life to his eyes. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing his eyes. That's the first thing I pray for every single day. Every single day. And I pray for Sam Moore as well. You know, I was reading on Facebook one time, Holly... Um, said, uh, you know, my son's dealing with uh, a retina detachment. And I said, uh, I just said, I'm praying. And then the Lord said, pray for him every single day till it comes to pass. And that's what, I, that's what I told Joey too. I promise you, I will pray every single day till it comes to pass. Because you know why it's going to come to pass? Because the Bible says it will come to pass. Right? You know, I was driving down the road one time and I was in Lawrencetown and I was, I was going by Sam's place and I, I didn't even know if Sam was home. The Lord just said, go knock on his door and pray for him. If he's home, if he, and I said, okay, if he's home, he's home. If he's not, he's not. So I banged on the door and his, his grandmother came to the door. I said, Sam here. And this was like years that I seen him. And she goes, yeah. I said, can I talk to him? So anyways, he came to the door and he looked at me, he goes, James? I said, yeah, how you doing, Sam? I said, come out here and talk to me. And we just had a good conversation. And I just said, Sam, uh, I love you. And, and, and I just told him, I said, the Lord told me to come here and pray for you. I said, can I pray for you? Can I? And I'm just going to lay my hands on your eyes too. You know, I just did what I heard the Father say. Go pray for him, right? And I told him, I said, Sam, I said, listen, I'm going to be praying for you every single day, right? Until I see this come to pass, till I see 2020 vision with no glasses, no contacts, no correct vision, like 2020. And he said, thank you. And uh, it'll come to pass. It'll come to pass. God's faithful. He's faithful to perform his word, Right? He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you, right? And even, you know, like a couple weeks ago, we were outside Thursday night after, after the service, and me and Justin and Ashton were talking, and we were talking about, you know, what God's been doing in our lives and what he's going to do. And we started talking about Emma. I said, what, what's going to happen when Emma is completely made whole? What's going to happen? You know what? You know what? You won't even recognize her. 
Because you know what God does? He changes chromosomes. He changes that. Right? It only takes one sign and wonder, one miracle to happen, and then a fire starts. You know? Like I've been watching the, 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 the TV show, The Chosen, and, uh, you know, Jesus' mother came up to him, and this was at the, the wedding of Cana, and uh, he just obeyed his mama. He said, okay. So anyways, he made the water and the wine. But after that, what happened? The fame went throughout everywhere. You know, through all Syria. It went through everywhere. But what's going to happen when that miracle, that comes to pass? Nothing. Nothing's going to compare with that. What are the doctors going to do? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. I once was blind, but now I see. Right? God is faithful. Romans chapter 5. Let's get back in the word. Romans chapter 5. Let's um, Verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, many shall be made righteous. And um, it's all about obedience. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? You want me to pray for that person? Okay, I'll do it. You know, like last night, I was, uh, I was, I was preparing a message, and you know, I, I find it very important to spend time in prayer, spend time in the Word before I come up and preach because it's an honor to speak with you guys. And uh, I was on call last night, and I know that my steps are ordered by Him. So when I got the call, I had to go out, and I had to go to, uh, I had to, go to Rick and Ann's um, son's place. And it was just, it was, it was cool because I said, okay, God, this is why. This is why I had to go to this call. Because you know what? God cares about their boy. Right? Right? He cares about their boy. He loves them. And you know what? God is faithful. He, he's faithful to perform the good work, which he started him a long time ago. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. But you know, God is going to give you the grace to do it. He's going to give you the grace to go up and pray for people, to have boldness. You know, what do you say? A pastor said in Romans chapter 5, it says much more five times. The number five is grace. God's going to give you the grace to do it. He's going to help you, Right? The other day, I was, I, was at, um, I was at a customer's house, and, uh, and I was looking at the oil tank, and I had my phone out, and I was looking at the thing and making, just inspecting it and make sure everything was fine. And he had a bunch of bikes there, and I was just talking to him about bikes and stuff. And, and uh, I went and looked at one, and I heard his wife come down the stairs. She was talking to her husband about something. And so anyways, um, I had my phone right here, and she came around the corner, and she goes, oh, my gosh. She goes, your light is bright. And, I was, and the first thing I thought of, the first thing I thought of was Isaiah 60, verse 1, arise and shine, for thy light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, oh, my gosh, what do you see? Right? And, but the thing is, you know, I was like, what do you see? 
she didn't fall in the spirit or nothing like that. So she sees, she sees something. So anyways, I was like, I didn't know what to say. And I just went back to the furnace. And then I seen that my light was on. I seen my light was on in my pocket. But you know, but you know, it's, it's time, it's time to be. <laughs> said, your light is bright. I was like, But you know, um, <laughs> but you know, it's time to be a light. It's time to be a light in a dark place. The, there's a gross darkness upon the earth. But what does the Bible say in verse two of six, or Isaiah sixty, verse two? It says, "There's a gross darkness upon the earth, but the glory of the Lord shall be what seen upon you. It shall be seen upon you. God's manifested presence shall be seen upon you, right?" But yeah, you know, and it's, it, it was funny, but I, I didn't know how to take it. But you know, what's going to happen when, when somebody comes up and goes, whoa, yeah. what's, what, you're shining, you know, and it ain't no, sorry, the phone, right? <laughs> but anyways, but you know, it's, it's so, it's so important to walk in the spirit and walk in faith and, uh, you know, to release it and, um. To fill up again and just pour it out, you know, to release it, to fill up again and pour it out. You know, faith is not to be hoarded up. Faith is, 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 to, be, is to be put in and put out, put in and put out. Every time I come up here and preach, I'm using my faith. I'm using every ounce of my faith so that when I go home, I have to fill up again. I have to fill up again. You know, Hebrews 11.1. 1, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Right? Now, faith is the substance. Faith is supposed to be intensely expecting. That word substance means to intensely inspect or uh, expect something. What are you expecting God to do in your life? I know I wake up every morning. Thank you, Lord, for Joey's eyes are healed. Thank you, Lord, for Sam's eyes are healed. Right? Releasing my faith. Galatians 6, 7 says, whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Job says, he says he prayed for his friends and what? He was healed, right? We need to be there for each other, you know, more than ever. Um, now, you know, we, we need to get the job done. You know, F Facebook's great. YouTube's great. But pastor has been preaching on this and preaching on this and preaching on this. Hebrews chapter 10. This is so important. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. He says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much more. There's that much more again. Hallelujah. And as you see the day approaching, not forsaking. It's good to have a church online. It's good to be a witness on Facebook. But I believe that it's so important to be together. We need each other. We can't do this on our own. We need each other. We, we are a body. We are a family. You know, uh, I wrote a little um, note uh, down on the side of my Bible. It says, inspiration is not an opinion, but rather a conviction. Nobody cares about opinions, but conviction will move you to the next level God wants you to go. God wants you to move you to the next level. 
These are the last days. God's going to use you mightily and powerfully. You know, I care about, I, well, I don't care about, I cast all my cares upon the Lord for he's the one that cares for me. But I, I love people. And God loves people. You know, we all have gifts. We all have talents. You know, my, one of my buddies, he, uh, he's a, <laughs> he does things um, in a specific way. And, and he does things with integrity. And integrity is doing something, uh, well, I wrote it down. It says doing something right when no one else is looking. Integrity is doing something right when no one else is looking. You know, and every time I'm around him, I watch him. And, and, I, and I notice what he's doing and how he does it and, and how he responds to my questions that I have. And, and um, how do I do this? How do I do that? But I, I, I learn from him. I really do. He's a man of integrity, and I, and I honor my friend in that way. But, um, you know, and I took that, what he, his work ethic, I, I took that when I, when I first became a, a Red Seal mechanic. And um, so when I'm, when I'm at work, uh, my apprentice is with me. When we go to a job and I open up everything, he, he, he'll say, listen, James, you weren't here. And I said, no, I wasn't here. But then he'll go to another job and say, James, yeah, you were here. But what did I do? I left my mark. I did something that was different, right? So um, we all have roles to play. We all have roles to play. We all have gifts. We all have talents. You know, I can't play guitar, but Jordan and Joey can play guitar. Praise the Lord on that. You know, and uh, Ashton can sing. I can't sing. But we all have gifts and talents. But, you know, we all have a part to play in the body of Christ. And even in the local church here, you know, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You know, be around people that encourage you and that build you up more and more. And, uh, you know, but the thing is, the Holy Spirit's your teacher. He's your comforter. He's your guide. He's your helper. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just the Holy Spirit's apprentice. And I just want to do what he says to do. And, you know, the other day... Uh, Couple, well, actually, two weeks ago, Pastor was sitting down, and I was I was standing up where Joey was, and I felt I felt Pastor Gary put his hand up and he held my arm, and it was it was uh, it was this arm here. He held my arm, and all I did was I, I leaned, I, I put my arm down to him, and I and I grabbed his hand, and uh, I held his hand, and then I went like this, and I started worshiping, you know. And the thing is, when people like when he can't lift his hands to worship, I'm there. I'm going to worship with him. I'm going to worship for him, right? We're supposed to lift each other's hands up. We're supposed to lift each other up, exhort one another, be there for one another, right? You know, even Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul's never held my hand. You know what I mean? I don't expect you will, ever will. <laughs> But, he, but, you know, he has spiritually for a long time. And I'm so thankful for that man because, <laughs> you know, I'm thankful for that man. He's, and Pastor Shirley, too. Like, you know, they, they poured their lives into me. And just like you all, you know, over the years, you poured your life into me. And I'm thankful for that. I honor you. And, um, but the thing is, there comes a time where 
I, I just, I, I let go. I let go of his hand. Like when, when I was holding pastor's hand, it was kind of like a father and a son, right? Where the father was holding the son's hand, but now the son was holding the father's hand, saying, I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm holding you up. And I believe as the sons and daughters, we should hold up our, our, our fathers in the faith, our, our parents' hands, and be there for them, you know, and support them. You know, I just, uh, I'm just I'm thankful for them. But, you know, I've learned to seek God on my own. I've learned to let go of my hand and seek God for myself and hear from him, you know. And whenever I have a question, you know, I'm, I'm, I still ask him. I still ask Pastor Paul and Pastor Shirley and Pastor Gary and Nancy. But I've learned to go home and seek the Lord for myself, you know, because my relationship is not built on their relationship with God. My relationship is built on my relationship with Jesus, right? But don't ever stop reaching out. Don't ever stop reaching out, right? But people, you know, when, when people get touched by God, they're going to need your testimonies. They're going to need your victories. They're going to need you to, to, to encourage them, to exhort, you know? And if they say, you know, if God can do it for if God can do it for Joey, if God can do it for Justin, if God can do it for Jordan, right? He can do it for me. God's no respecter of persons. You know, did you know that the, the Apostle Paul wrote, was it, is it two-thirds of the New Testament? What's this? What is this? It's the word of God, right? Did you know that God made Paul's word his word? God made Paul's word his word. And I've been tending to, like, you know, just recently, to make his word my word. How much honor is that? You know, God made Paul's word his word. You know, make his word your word. Always be full. You know, always have faith coming, faith going. You know, sometimes we go home and, you know, after church and we just, we just want to watch preaching. You know what I mean? Because I just want to learn more and more and more. I want more faith, more faith. And the more, the more word you have in you, the more time you spend in church and around people who are exhorting you and, and building you up, faith comes. Right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Matthew 6, 33 is the first scripture I ever learned in my Bible. You know, I got blessed. This is my third Bible, but my first Bible, um, somebody, somebody blessed me with it, and uh, they put Matthew 6, 33 in there. And I remember sitting in Pastor Paul's office, and you know, I opened it up, and he said, read it out loud to me. And I said, okay. You know, so I looked up Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, wherever that was. You know, he helped me find out where it was. And it said, but seek, uh, you know, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I, I was like, I don't know what that means. So what did I have to do? I, I just went home and studied it, you know? But it says desire and demand God's way of doing things. And everything you need will be taken care of. The Passion Translation says everything will be abundantly supplied. If you just put the Lord first in your life, he'll take care of every need you have. He'll fulfill every desire you have. Right? And then I learned Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. God is just waiting for you just to step out, 
just to step out on the boat, step out of the boat and step on the water. He's just waiting for that because he wants to manifest himself in you. He wants to manifest himself in you. You know, you were born for such a time as this. Esther 4.14, you're born in the kingdom for such a time as this. I'm excited that I'm living in these days. Oh, man, oh, I'm, I'm not. These, <laughs> I reckon that these sufferings that I'm going through, that the, the sufferings that I'm going through, I, I, no, they're not worthy to be compared with the glory, with God's goodness that's going to be poured out in us. You know, but I'm excited for what God's going to do. But, you know, one word I could say to you, that if you get anything, Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28 says, all things work together for your good. Everything is working out for your good. Because what? You love God. And you're called according to his purpose. No matter what you go through, God is there for you. He's not he, he, he is not against you. He is for you all the way. But, you know, it's, uh, it's important to be in church. It's important to be around other believers. You know, we were having a barbecue at Joey's. I love that. You know, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, have a feast, man, and just encourage one, encourage one another and just love on one another, you know? And if we're going through something... Talk to each other. You know, you're not alone. God's with you no matter what. You know, and no matter what you're going through right now, put your trust in him. Put your trust in him. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to what you know, God's going to do. He's just waiting to manifest himself through us. Waiting for us to just step out and believe him. But praise God, everybody. I, I thank you for... Uh, just listen to me jibber-jab. You know, it's an honor to just minister to the faithful and the, to the people that have poured their lives into me over the years. Thank you for that. I love you all. Praise God. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.